I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. On this episode of Newt's World, we're going to talk with Larry Kudlow on inflation and the economy. I've worked with Larry for many, many years. He's a wonderful personal friend. We've had great arguments. We've had some pretty big successes together. Larry was both the former director of the National Economic Council under President Trump, and he had been the former associate director for economics and planning in the U.S. Office of Management and Budget under Ronald Reagan. I really want to start, Larry, by going all the way back to the beginning. When did you first get involved in economics and politics and government? After Reagan won, I got drafted into the transition with a wonderful, brilliant person named John Rutledge and James Baker and Dave Stockman asked us to do the econometric work and the numbers for President-elect Reagan's spending and tax cut plan. I was at Bear Stearns at the time, and I remember one night, this is probably early January 1981, I'm writing testimony for Stockman. You'll love this. (laughs) I get this little closet office across the hall from Stockman in the old EOB, and I get a call. It's like about one in the morning from somebody named James Baker would I come across the street? (laughs) Of course I did. I went into the West Wing and he offered me a job. He said, we want you to stay. And I said, well, Bear Stearns just offered me a partnership. I think I was 30 years old or something. And 
I said, can I get back in the morning? Anyway, long story short, I called my then boss, Ace Greenberg, who was running there. And he said, yeah, go ahead and do it. It'll be a great experience. It'll be good for your career. And you'll come back to us and you'll be a partner then. And five years later, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so that's how I got involved. And truth of the matter is, I've been involved ever since, even though I've had different jobs. You know, I've been National Review senior editor and I got into TV work as a commentator. I actually was in the room in Gay Gaines' old house when Newt Gingrich was putting together his plan to take over the Congress. <laughs> I was the note taker. Pete DuPont was there and you were there. Gay was there. And I was actually in. Atlanta, the night you won. I don't know if you remember that, but I was there. In fact, I'll never forget this. After it was clear, we won the majority and you were going to be speaker. And we actually had a planning session at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget that. So let me go back for just a second, because I think a lot of younger listeners would be fascinated. Would you, If somebody came to you today with that exact choice, partnership in a major firm or do your duty at, at a very senior level of government. Would you recommend them to follow your path? Yes, I would. I would because, you know, I think when you get a call to do that sort of thing, you should do it. And particularly the case because when that first call came, to, the country was in very, very bad shape. And you know, as somebody who loves America and as somebody who has benefited by, as you call it, our free society and our meritocracy to allow me to climb the ladder, I think I owe it. And I don't know if you remember, but there was a second moment. I'm going to take you back to the summer of 2017. And as a matter of happenstance, you and I were in Johnny DiStefano's office. He was the personnel director at the time in the old EOB. And I think you were just leaving a meeting and I was just walking into a meeting. But not really for a job. DiStefano wanted to know who I thought should be the Federal Reserve chairman. And not me, but candidates. Anyway, I met with him. I thought he's a good guy, by the way. I worked with him for a couple of years. And then I walked down those big steps there at the EOB, and you were still there. And I kind of corralled you and made you sit down with me because there was some rumors that I would come into the government. And you said to me directly, you must do this. You must come in. And that had a big impact on me. And I had three, four meetings with POTUS in 2017, early 2018. Obviously, I worked in the campaign. Obviously, I knew Donald Trump here in New York privately. But there are all these rumors that I was going to go in. The only job I felt I was qualified for was the NEC job. And you said, if it's offered, you must take it. I remember you were very adamant about that, as only you can be. And sure enough, a few months later in Late February, I think it was, or early March of 2018, 
the call came from POTUS. And I guess in the space of two or three days, we spoke three or four times by phone, and he offered me the job, and I took it. So you had something to do with that, too. When you think about how vital the impact of the Trump economic policies has been and how different it was from what everyone expected, you're going back in, taking your experience, candidly, your toughness, and fighting for what you believed in, I think was a significant part of the success. Because as you know, presidents can sit in the Oval Office and they can send out instructions and think something is gonna happen. But if they don't have somebody who can follow up on their behalf, nothing happens. The system just kind of sits there and yawns. And so having people who really believe passionately in a supply side economic growth, stable money kind of model, I think is just unbelievably important. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. As I watch the Biden team, and I watch the massive spending, I watch the total focus on the demand side of increasing consumerism, the efforts to undermine productivity and investment. It just looks to me like like they're trying to do all they can to recreate the Carter economy, which was a total disaster. I mean, am I exaggerating or do you have sort of the same sense? I think, Newt, that if they get their way legislatively and so forth, they may well recreate the Carter economy. 
But I think their primary purpose is to undo and reverse the Trump economy and the Trump policies. And I think the consequences of that will wind up being something that looks like the 70s. And we can talk about that in just a second. I just want to know, first of all, you're extremely kind because you yourself are a great historical figure in this. And it's my privilege to have been a colleague and a friend and worked with you. So you're extremely kind, sir. But I want to say, when I spoke to President Trump in early March of 2018, there were two things in my mind, and and I followed through when he appointed me to NEC, and that is, number one, his administration lacked message discipline. And I've learned down through the years, and this began in my OMB experience with Reagan. Reagan, of course, was a great message communicator and very consistent communicator. I believe the messaging, which includes the written speeches, generates policy discipline. The one leads to the other. Message discipline leads to policy discipline. That's point number one. And point number two, internally, in the White House executive branch bureaucracy, that same discipline must be enforced always and everywhere. And I learned that as the deputy at OMB. You know, you work in OMB, you learn how the government operates. And in those Reagan days, OMB was actually more powerful than it has been in recent years. So I learned it, you know, firsthand and never forgot it. And even though it was almost 40 years later, that was my instinct. And one of the first things I did when I reorganized the NEC and I had my very first meetings with the president is, you know, we established this rapport. He liked orderly thinking as a former businessman. And so did I. That's the only way you can do it. You can't be a supply sider on Monday and a Keynesian on Wednesday and a socialist over the weekend. You can't be for this tax or that regulation. You have to be steady and disciplined internally and externally. And I think that was one of my contributions. And many of my colleagues and peers in the White House who were involved in what what I'll call the machinery of high government understood and worked with me. It's like we established order that had been lacking in 2017. And then, of course, that, you know, spreads out to a myriad of issues that you wind up covering. Years and years ago, I was a part-time speechwriter for William Simon and other people. Speechwriting is a really important discipline. You know, and so down through the years, I've written columns. That's important discipline. And then I wind up being a full-time broadcaster and so forth. And that's where that discipline pays off because people understand what you're telling them, right? That's the key point. If I listen to Newt Gingrich, if I see you on Hannity or whatever the show is, I want to know what is Newt telling me? And you're very good at it. You've appeared on my shows as a guest a million times. And that's a valuable skill. You know, you got to work on it, but it's a valuable skill in government and policy 
and probably in business too. First of all, you're very, very generous, but you know, I learned a very great part of what I do in communications from Reagan. There's a tiny book by Tom Evans called The Education of Ronald Reagan. Which yeah, is I read a, it. I'd recommend to all of our listeners, The Education of Ronald Reagan. I found myself understanding some of the things he did, even though I'd worked with him and known him for, I guess, 20 years by the time I read the book. But Evans caught this model, and Reagan understood the power, as he used to say, he would shine the light on the American people so they would turn up the heat on Congress. I was also struck many years ago reading the great Second World War military historian, S.L.A. Marshall, who wrote at one point that men are led in combat by simple commands uttered in simple language. The rise of supply side, which we could do an entire show on, I mean, that epic journey that you were part of and that Kemp played an amazing role in, once it was shaped, Reagan picked it up in 7980. But that really transformed the political intellectual life of economics in the United States. And between Reagan and Thatcher, began to really change it across the planet. And I'm watching right now, and I worry a little bit because I'm not sure that we have the kind of driving commitment, both Reagan and Kemp, and you work closely with both of them, both of them had a passion for intellectual political leadership. You know, to a degree people don't realize, they both read books. They yeah. both thought about this stuff. They had friends like you. I mean, you know, there are a lot of politicians who go through their whole career and never talk with a serious economist. And these are guys who would sit around and talk with you for hours. In fact, I found myself as a PhD in European history, losing an argument with Kemp one day. I said to myself, how can I have this football quarterback beating my brains out on, you know, Westphalian tax rates? But Jack loved it. And it was that passion that made such a big difference. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. 
When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Let me ask you, you know, we recently had a lot of noise about establishing a worldwide 15% minimum tax rate for businesses and all that. Do you take that seriously or do you think that's mostly just PR by countries that have no intention of actually doing it? By the way, it's an extremely important issue now that's popped up in the last week. So I think that the countries would like to do it. Stephen Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary, and I, We were very close allies and friends in the government. He and I have been working on this for quite some time, trying to fend it off, okay? It started with the digital sales tax and France and Bruno Le Maire, the French finance minister, who's a very smart man, by the way, and maybe president of France before long. But in any case, there is a strong desire to do this. And I am very, very much opposed to this, very much opposed to it on several grounds, Newt. One of them is the the issue of sovereignty, okay? I'll just give you a quick Trump anecdote. When this digital tax stuff came up, and mind you, Trump had no love, you know, for Facebook or Google or Amazon or any of those companies, but he... I remember telling Mnuchin this, and I was in the room in the very beginning in 2019, when this started up, he said, the only people who can set American tax policy is the American voter and taxpayer. Not France, not the EU, not the G7, only here in America. We make our own policies. And so what Janet Yellen is falling into is a tragic mistake. All right, so that's point number one. Point number two, it's lousy tax policy. All it does is increase taxes on profits and investments and ultimately on technology advances plants, equipment, and the American worker, who ultimately shoulders the burden for all this, the American worker. This 15% tax, by the way, believe it or not, there's a good piece, it's either Politico or the New York Times today, 15% minimum tax on what? On what? They can't figure that out. And then they want an excess profits tax news. You can go back in history, the guy who had the highest excess profits tax in American history was FDR, part of the failure of the New Deal economy. Anyway, if you have a 10% profit margin, you can put a 20% tax on that margin. That's insane. And it reverses a good chunk of Trump's business tax cuts, which, of course, gave us historically low unemployment and historically high real wages. So this is very bad policy and it's very bad governance. Something we're covering right now on our TV show has started Friday. 
and we're going to continue this. It's a horrible, horrible idea. And it would reverse the growth policies that we had in the prior four years. There's so much to talk about. Maybe we could do this again at some time. How serious do you take the whole issue of inflation as an outcome of where Biden's going? This is very important. Let me say, first up, their policies raise a very significant inflation risk. And just to put it into our supply framework, large-scale tax hikes, and I'll add spending, but I think the tax hikes are even more important than the spending in this regard, but they will do great damage to the dollar. So the model that we've used is a steady dollar, reliable, steady, strong dollar, I call it king dollar, and low tax rates. That's the Laffer-Mundell hypothesis that really was the intellectual beginning. And it's essentially a return, it's a neoclassical tradition. Mundell won a Nobel Prize for that, as you know. And I strongly recommended that Art Laffer get the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his work. And President Trump was enthusiastic about that. Now, you're going to break that model because raising tax rates will depress the supply side of the economy. The workforce shoulders 70% of the corporate tax burden. And that, by the way, is CBO studies. But we've all done work on that, Kevin Hassett, myself, Laffer, so forth and so on. Once you start doing that, you reduce investment incentives, you reduce work incentives, you will drag down the dollar. And you'll have supply-side inflation. So you'll have essentially excess money. You'll have too much money chasing too few goods. And that's the risk. And it's a significant risk. And that gets you to the Carter economy, which, by the way, I hate to say this, but Richard Nixon really started the Carter economy. Nixon destroyed the dollar and permitted hyperinflation to drive up tax rates. Now, that's the risk. I do want to say this, though. I'm not yet certain of this outcome. For example, I know that recent inflation reports are showing a big pop. I appreciate that. But I want to be careful because you're coming off the pandemic contraction and you had a total collapse of prices in 2020, a total, utter collapse. Now you're getting a rebound, which has to do with the success of the vaccinations and the reopening of the economy. So prices are rebounding. And I think right now, Newt, before any legislation is passed, we are still in the Trump economy. and the commodity prices and the goods prices that everybody's talking about, I think they're going too fast and need to wait and see. The market indicators are not corroborating the big inflation yet. For example, 10-year treasuries are now back down to 150. The tips spreads between the real rate and the nominal rate 
have gone up, but only slightly. The 10-year outlook for inflation is about 2.5%. So it's up 50 basis points, but that's all. You think we may have a supply chain pricing in scarcity, which as the chain sort of works its way out, would then lead back to normalcy rather than on to inflation? Yes, but I want to say, Newt, if all this crazy policy legislation gets through, all right, you know, the Green New Deal, which will wipe out the energy sector, the increase in tax rates, you know, corporate taxes, capital gains taxes, this is all very, very punishing to investment and hence productivity and hence wages, real wages. If that stuff goes through and if they continue to spend on safety net and or entitlement transfer payments with no work requirements, they're doing away with the Clinton-Gingrich. You know, we talked about this on our TV interviews. By the way, that was one of the most important TV interviews I've ever had because you were there with Clinton and the work requirements are being removed, the work requirements you all put in. So if that stuff goes through and you're creating all these disincentives to work and disincentives to invest, you will choke off the Trump expansion and the dollar will fall. And that's when you'll get your stagflation repeat. That's when it'll happen. You'll start to see it depending on the legislation. You'll see it by the end of this year, certainly by next year. This is still the Trump V-shaped recovery, Newt. That's what this is. This is the Trump V-shaped recovery from a natural disaster. You know, his tax cuts are still the law. His minimal regulations are still the law with one or two small exceptions that they're chipping away on. Obviously, the vaccinations were the trigger, the only real source of stimulus, in my opinion. This is still the Trump economy until they change it. So it'll all happen at once. The inflation will burst out permanently and the economy will stagnate. But I'm going slowly here because you know more about the politics and the Congress than I do. But I think they're going to have some trouble getting this stuff through. I think you're right. You can see their majority crumbling all around them in terms of being effective. Listen, I know that we're going to have to lose you to an important phone call, but you were just terrific. And your duty of serving the country has really made lives better for millions and millions of Americans and frankly, for people around the world. So keep pitching. We still have a lot of innings to play yet. I think you've already made a big impact and you ain't seen nothing yet. I will refer to you as Mr. Speaker, as I always think of you, and I'm most grateful for any of these opportunities and your friendship. Thank you to my guest, Larry Kudlow. You can read more about inflation and the economy on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers. Our producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher, is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Pender. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners at Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns 
at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.